0: Hello, and welcome back to She's in Focus, the podcast dedicated to inspiring and empowering female filmmakers and videographers from all walks of life and on every step of their creative journey. I'm your host, Kel Grant, an aspiring filmmaker from New Jersey who's just trying to turn my passion into something more and connect with amazing women who have the same passion for video. One of those being Larissa Johnson, a filmmaker currently based in Seattle, Washington, that has formed a husband and wife duo wedding videography business. Her journey doesn't start there however, Larissa has some interesting backstory in turning her passion into a full-time gig and has a history of courageously taking big chances like the time her and her husband quit their jobs to travel the world for a year. I cannot wait to uncover this amazing story. Larissa, pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for having me, Kel. Um, I think it's super cool what you're doing with this She's in Focus podcast and kind of empowering women who have decided to take this journey into filmmaking. So, I'm excited to be here.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) um, after every episode I have, like the mission and the drive to continue to do this just gets stronger because, um, you know, if I had something like this kind of that existed already when I started out, I think it would have been kind of like a, a nice push in the right direction or some motivation and guidance. So I appreciate you saying that.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: All right. So based on your bio uh, that we talked about a little bit, you learned Premiere Pro from your brother in high school and then you kind of picked back up with with filmmaking um, again as a passion a few years after that. And then a few more years passed and you were hired at a university. Um, I kind of want to get the the timeline straight here. Uh, That's the gig that ended up kind of launching you into videography full time. So if you could just talk about how like you discovered your passion and how your skills have evolved as the years went on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, of course, I grew up in the 90s and everyone had big clunky cameras. And I just remember (laughs) growing up, um, just always wanting to use it and look at home videos and just being fascinated with filmmaking. Um, I always wanted to be a director when I was older, so I was never really actually interested in the filming side of things. But um, I guess as I grew older, I realized it was kind of a pipe dream. And you know, Mm. I graduated high school thinking, oh, I don't know if I could do that. But kind of backing up in high school, I made a lot of videos with my friends, and they're really embarrassing, <laughs> so I did lots We've of, all like, all there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did lots of, um, like, scary movie videos and, you know, music videos, so those were always really fun to look back on now, but um, I had my brother, he went to Murray High School in Utah, and he actually had a um, course that was about filmmaking. And that's where he learned Premiere Pro. And so he had it on the computer and he let me um, use it and taught me how to edit basic things. And so I was able to kind of learn Premiere that way. Um, so in high school, I was bummed out when my high school didn't have a program like that so we didn't go to the same high schools. Um, but mm. it was still really fun to be able to dabble with all those things. Um, I guess the next step from high school was just, well, right after high school, I went to China, so I taught English, and of course, between all of these things, I um, always just filmed things to capture, you know, document things in my life. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I have, like, notes here, So was it,
0: when you went to China, um, what was it that you were doing there? I mean, I'm I'm assuming you didn't go, like, there was a separate trip later on in your life where you went with your your now husband with the idea of, like, okay, we're going to film, we're going to do this for a year, we're going to travel, but this trip was for a job, it was something different, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, so this was just um, teaching English, and so I was gone for four months um, living in China, but... It was kind of more of like a voluntary thing. So I wish it was more of a job, but <laughs> it was mm. just just to kind of have like experiences in life and stuff and um, yeah, kind of explore and travel. So um, that was a really awesome time was just being in China and, and learning their culture. Um, so when I got back, um, I obviously needed a job and, one mm. of the, and I got hired at um, Western Governors University. Um, just as a data entry specialist, because, you know, I I didn't want to go down the college path because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So, um, which is ironic that a university hired me (laughs) and I didn't even go to school. (laughs) Um, But so I was doing data entry um, at the university and, you know, my manager one day, he was like, hey, I know that you've dabbled with some video and um, we're looking for Somebody to create a tutorial for some students, so that they can understand how to do something. And um, could you make this video for them? And I was like, oh, sure, you know. So I hopped on the camera. <laughs> it's a very awkward video because I had to be in front of it <laughs> and explain things to the students. Um, but you know, looking back at that video now, I think it's like really bad. Um, <laughs> because we've right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he was like, Oh, this is great. This is awesome. Thanks so much. Um, another team at the university, the training team saw that video and they were like, Oh, this is really great. We need it. It's an online university too. So they're like, we need more um, videos and stuff created for our students. And so they had me, um, go on to their team, which I was way more excited about cause now I'm not doing data entry, which is, kind of boring, (laughs) but (laughs) now I get to actually pursue this um, dream that I've always wanted to do is to be creative and create videos. Um, So I started doing that at the university. um, And eventually it got to the point where all these other teams needed videos that were more than just training. A lot of it was, you know, like, let's create a video for um, the yearly bonus meetings that the whole university gets together for. And um, it almost got overwhelming because everyone needed a video and it was just me doing all the videos. Um, So the university created their own studio. And they had me obviously create a team. And we hired a bunch of other people to come in and help out. And um, I became head videographer over there. So it was really cool. they had, like, the whole, like, broadcasting setup, So they had a stage and the green screen, um, oh all goodness. of the equipment. Yeah, it was really, really cool. So, Wow.
0: So you said it was an online university. So was this set up, like, just for you and your team to yeah. produce all these videos?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, they had, like, an actual campus, but students right. wouldn't go to the campus. It was just for employees, really. Um, but, yeah, they created this. Yeah, I know, (laughs) but they created um, the studio so that we could start creating more of these videos for people and um, for students and also for staff as well. So, um, yeah, it was it was a really cool opportunity.
0: Yeah. Where was your head at during this time? Because, I mean, it kind of sounds like you fell into this, like you took an opportunity to create one video because your boss said, hey, we kind of need this favor. I know you're interested in, in, in video. Can you do this for me? And then you know it caught the attention of a lot of other people. And even then, moving from like the what the data entry to the videography, I'm sure you were like, okay, this is so much better than what I was doing. But did you see it like forming into this full time like head of videography position? Where where was your head at during that time?
1: Yeah, so I did not see it coming at all. I always just did video as you know just for fun. And um, like I mentioned before, I always thought my pipe dream would be, oh, I'm going to be a videographer. I'm going to be a director. You know, that's something I'd always love to do. But um, I think I like squashed that idea. And so having all of this kind of just fall into my lap was a really cool experience. Um, I don't think a lot of people get that, (laughs) but I was I was happy to be able to follow those doors that opened. Um, And. Also, on the side, I was trying to do real estate because I I obviously didn't want to do data entry forever. And, you know, that was something that was really cool, too, was to be able to kind of follow that filmmaking journey. And um, I sucked at real estate. So (laughs) that was that that was really good, too. Um, But, yeah, it was it was awesome just kind of doing all of that.
0: Yeah, that's that's really incredible, and I think um, what's unique about your story that I that I haven't necessarily really touched on on the podcast is um, a lot of the the women who I've interviewed have gone to school for like video production and have gone through those formal programs, and they usually end up graduating feeling like they've kind of lacked experience or they're not where they want to be, or like the DSLR kind of wedding filmmaking and other stuff was not taught in schools. You know, maybe they were taught, you know, a similar program to what your brother had in high school, like a Premiere Pro kind of tutorial of sorts, but not like the kind of hands on filming experience that you seem to have gotten. So I think I just want to debunk the myth, like right off the bat, that you have to go to college to be able to kind of follow your your dreams. And and just I think what it comes down to is just taking opportunities when they present itself, because could you imagine what your life would be like? If you had said like no to when like your your boss had told you oh like can you do this video for us or if you hadn't moved to the training team and done all that you know yeah. what I mean
1: yeah absolutely I I can't even imagine it it's funny how one little thing can happen and it just opens so many doors but um, yeah I feel like um, it was a really cool experience. For me to not have gone to college, like I kind of wish I did have a little bit of that college experience, but more for like the mm-hmm. social aspect of it all. Um, right. I feel like needing a degree in filmmaking is not something that you need if you want to start your own company. Um, I, th- I would say maybe it would be a good idea to possibly do. I, I don't know anything, but I think it might be possibly good to go get a degree if you were wanting to get into Hollywood or, you know, things like Mm -hmm. that. Maybe that's not true. I don't know. But um, for me, I, I just, I think that your work shows for itself. And that's the best part about video is that people can physically see what you're capable of and um, you don't need a resume. You don't need to have this fancy degree, you know, people, they believe in you and that's the best part of it all (laughs) because, people will follow they like your work
0: yeah and it's a testament too because uh with such a visual kind of medium that we work with not only can they they see how great you are but they can see your progress like plain and plain and simple right out in the open there because if you for example if you put one of your your videos that you create now next to that first like tutorial training video that you made i'm sure the you know it's leaps and bounds greater than what you had produced at that time Yeah, would you say absolutely. that's
1: true <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah everybody starts at ground zero there's I I don't know anybody who comes right out of the gate just making a beautiful cinematic piece you know you have to learn you have to start at the bottom and you grow that's the best part is that I I'm still um improving my skills and you know getting better and better every day every time I edit
0: Awesome. So I have to know, cause your, your husband, Tyler plays, uh, comes into this kind of, as you continue your videography journey, uh, to growing your business to what it is now, but how did you and your husband meet?
1: Yeah. So, um, we actually met on Instagram.
0: Love that. <laughs> so I love that for you. He
1: slid into the DMs. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we started dating and we met in person obviously at some point. Um, we right. started dating. He also lived in Utah. He, had, he grew up in Texas, but he moved to Utah to go to school, um, which he also dropped out of because he didn't know what he wanted to do in life either. Um, and so, but he was really good in sales, so he had a sales job. Um, and I think that's kind of foreshadowing the future. That's the beautiful part about our team is that he's very good with the sales part, the marketing part, and I'm really good with the creative part. Um, But kind of rolling back, so we kind of, um, we met and then we got married in 2017, um, so like four years ago, Um, and when we got married, we were like super broke (laughs) because most people Mm -hmm. who or around that time, you know, or, uh, yeah. um, so I really wanted to get into filmmaking more even on the side. So I didn't um, have just, it wasn't my passion to make tutorial videos, right. <laughs> they're not the most <laughs> exciting it. thing, but because I was able to open this door, I um, started to dabble more into the creativity and the fun of what filmmaking has to offer. Um, so I begged my husband, like, can we please get a camera? Like, I know we don't have a lot of cash right now and we're trying to save it, but, you know, let's, let's really do this. I think I can do this. We can create our own company and, you know, it, it could be really good. And he's like, I don't know. It's, it's a lot, you know, for one camera. Yeah. So, um, we settled on the ADD, the Canon ADD, mm-hmm. um, which was my first camera. And he actually we ended up selling his car <laughs> so that I could get it wow. um, and then he bought a bike so he could bike to work <laughs> um, but it was really cool it's dedication so, yeah he, he believed in me so that was awesome um, so I started to I, I invested in the full-time filmmaker course um, which I learned a lot from with doing video um, and I started doing weddings on the weekends um to kind of jump into that world and you know maybe just see how it goes and um right, right. yeah, I, it was great. I I loved doing it. I loved making couples happy and and kind of sharing a story. Um the way I edited was a little different <laughs> than it is now um with weddings. I, I did like one song that was five minutes long three minutes long and it was quite boring to watch because it was just Mm -hmm. highlights Mm -hmm. there was no audio um it didn't flow very well but i was way too focused on capturing flowers (laughs) than anything else or food you know uh, trying to get that cool shot but um yeah that kind of uh I, i did that on the side a little bit so
0: So when you we first started kind of branching out and and developing your skills on that, did you do it with your husband or were you um, like finding these wedding gigs uh, alongside an already established videographer? Were you like a second shooter or were you actually just like jumping into your first wedding solo and just going for it?
1: Yeah. So I I pretty much did everything myself. I think the very first wedding I ever did was for free because I needed to practice and I needed a portfolio Um, and I was nervous. And so I brought him with me um, to kind of help me out and, you know, be more moral support, I guess, than anything. Yeah. Um, But yeah, most of it um, in in Utah was just me, really. So I would just go solo and um, go capture these weddings by myself most of the time.
0: Wow. So, um, at some point in your story, you, uh, you know, your, I guess your husband at this point wasn't like going full-time really integrated into the business model yet. Mm -hmm. It was mostly, it was mostly you. Um, did he end up quitting his sales job and then just jumping full-time right into that?
1: Yeah. So the journey of how he, um, joins my team kind of, um, it's backed up a little bit. So that kind of leads into our story of traveling together. Um, yeah. And the whole process of that um, during this whole time of filming weddings and, you know, doing other things, it was also a way to um, save more money because we both had a goal that we wanted to travel for a year um, before we, you know, settled down and, you know bought a house or had kids or any of that stuff so we were like hey you know this is a great opportunity in our lives right now to go experience the world so um we saved up all of our money and we quit our jobs in december 2019 (laughs) so i think we all know where this is going little did you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we we bought a one-way ticket to japan um january and we Stayed about a month in Japan, um, a couple weeks in Taiwan, a couple weeks in Malaysia. And then um, we were in Vietnam until COVID started getting really bad. And yeah. we're like, oh, you know, it's such a bummer. We really wanted to um, utilize this time to go travel. But of course, things were really it crazy. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we ended up coming back and we went to Texas because that's where his parents were we were kind of hunkering down until we could maybe see, you know, what was happening with COVID and stuff. And as we all know, that is still here. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> well, of COVID, I have COVID right now, but no,
0: you don't. Oh my goodness. I'm, what I'm a getting... trooper. Just like,
1: <laughs> thanks. I'm at the end of it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. So we, um, went to Texas and then we, tried to find some jobs you know like well you know we're here let's let's find some work Mm -hmm. let's try to not just sit around I guess and um, Mm. so I tried applying to a lot of different um, companies that were in filmmaking because I wanted to stick with that and nobody was hiring you know obviously like that was the hype of COVID everyone was losing their jobs and it was crazy Um, so I was like well you know maybe I'll just start my own company and um, during this time, Tyler, my husband, he was applying to some other jobs, and he um, he had a sell another sales job lined up that he was going to start in a couple weeks. And so, um, during those couple weeks, I actually filmed a senior who was graduating, <laughs> and I was telling her story. So she did like a voiceover, and she um, was wearing her um, cap and gown, and her prom dress because COVID she couldn't ever, you know, use those things. She couldn't walk. She couldn't, you know, do any of that. So I made this video and she was able to kind of tell her story and wrap up her high school years and stuff. So it's really, it was cute. Um, and it kind of took off, you know, it, it got really popular and all these other moms were like, Oh, I want that for my, my daughter. And Oh, I want that for my son. And, um, I started doing a lot of those videos and eventually it kind of snowballed into picking up some corporate clients and that snowballed into, um, some weddings and we were, I, I was having so much work that I needed to bring Tyler onto the team. I was like, Hey, do you, uh, not want to go to this job and work for (laughs) me instead? And he's like, yeah, I do actually, you know, so, um, he did a really good job with communicating with a lot of the clients and, um, it kind of just sprouted from there. It was really cool.
0: Yeah. Now, now I just, I just met you virtually a few, a few minutes ago. I don't know your husband, but from what I've heard so far on this podcast, he is very much in support of you (laughs) and believes in you. Um, so it feels like, you know, when you're deciding to enter into business some- with somebody, it's a big decision. Um, and they say like, you know, don't work with family. And I think that also it counts, but like don't work with, with your significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, so was there ever a point during that time where you were like, this might not be a good idea, this might not work out as a business venture? Or were you like, like no, like it, it doesn't matter how, it, like I'm not thinking, you know, five years ahead in the business right now, I think this is the best decision for me and our, our kind of financial situation right now.
1: Right. Yeah. I think, um, you know, we're both big advocates for doing what you like in life. Um, and not necessarily just chasing a dollar bill because Mm -hmm. that's not where happiness lies, you know, um, which is really hard. It's, it's easier said than done. Um, and I know that, but I think, um, he was very supportive in that aspect and, um, You know, he, he, I wanted him to be as happy just as much as I was, you know, and we also work really well together. Obviously we are, as far as like our marriage went and like fighting and stuff because we're with each other 24 seven, that was not really something I was super concerned with, um, because we had been with each other 24 seven for those three months traveling and (laughs) everything was great. Um, And so I, and and things are still really awesome. He's a, he's a great partner to the team and, um, picks up a lot of the slack where I'm not able to touch and we get a lot of stuff done. So it's really cool.
0: That's so awesome. Um, and it's funny, I feel like you guys kind of survived a lot of things together, you know, traveling together for months. Then then the pandemic, you know, you're you're shut in, you're in lockdown 24/7 together. Um that was a test for a lot of couples and a lot of relationships. So to come out on the other side of that and be like, yeah, now let's work together. I think yeah. <laughs> uh you guys are winning on a on a lot of levels. <laughs> Thank you. Um of course. So you started um with kind of doing some other projects, some corporate gigs, those really cool kind of high school tribute videos. Um how and why did you land on transitioning your business to like fully wedding videography?
1: Yeah. So I think a lot of it was kind of just experimenting where, what we liked filming the most. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I feel like in the wedding in the film or the filmmaking industry doing weddings is kind of like a cop out, like, you know, it's, it's the easiest way to make decent money. Um, but at the same time I found myself really just not liking corporate stuff. (laughs) I didn't like working with corporate people because, um, a lot of them were very, um, I guess just too businessy for me. And I really liked the aspect of weddings and, um, people are excited to get married. People are excited to, you know, tie the knots and it's, it's always like a happy day. It's always a good happy time. And, um, I also wanted to kind of hone in on one skill and not be kind of Mm -hmm. all over the place. So that was, it was a really um, easy decision for me to decide to just go through with weddings. And um, I love it. I think it's, it's awesome. I love being part of the party and then I get (laughs) to go edit something that's cinematic and beautiful. And it's just awesome.
0: Yeah. And meaningful for sure. It's something like I, with these corporate videos, it's like, you know if if it's truly corporate like corporation you're handing this video off and it's going to like go into the the marketing funnel for x amount of months and then it's like okay now we need a different one and it's usually a different company. It, there's just, just like no like personal connection to it really right yeah something like like a wedding film you know they're going to look back on that for the rest of their lives and you mm-hmm. you've gotten to kind of be part of the lives of so many people i think that's really cool um do do you find that the um The thing that like made it exciting for you and ignited your passion about videography in general when you were younger, um, do you find that the same thing kind of drives you to continue now?
1: Yeah, I think I really, at the end of the day, I think all I wanted to do was capture like moments. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was capturing my own moments, obviously. So it was, um, you know road trips with my cousin or <laughs> right. you know things at family functions but um, I think for weddings it's capturing moments for other people for them to look back on forever so I think it's mm. it's something that I really like is just being able to tell people's stories and um, capture those really awesome times that people can cherish forever so
0: That's really awesome. I think at the start of it, you know, for me, storytelling was the the thing that drew me to to filmmaking back in high school. Um, And I think over the years, as I went through this, the college program for uh, video production and stuff, I feel like I lost that. And it became more about, you know acquiring these skills and doing the projects because I have the skills to be able to complete the assignments so I was doing kind of like you did a lot of tutorial videos I was doing um these corporate style kind of high level top of the funnel videos um but and then I found like on my free time that's when I was creating like these like these kind of like essay story essays if you will or like personal vlogs that were cinematic but they were also like just just telling a story whether that was like a day in the life story story of what I did in a day or like sharing something personal um and now I I find myself like going back to that storytelling aspect of it and I'm wondering you know why don't certain aspects of filmmaking appeal to me now and why do I see those things as just a job? And it's because my real passion is storytelling, mm-hmm. um, and I, I haven't quite yet made the leap to making that part my career yet. I am very much still in the process of like cranking out these social media vi- social media videos for these agency clients, you know, cranking out corporate videos just to kind of um, you know keep the income going. Uh, but I think kind of going back to the the roots of why you started. And where your passion really lies, I think like possibilities are endless when you do that. But like you were saying, it is hard. You know, I'm sure you do get to do what you love for a living, but I'm sure that it doesn't come without its challenges. Can you speak to some of those kind of those rough moments or those challenges, especially now that we're still in the midst of a pandemic?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's really hard balancing life with, Passion and work even though Mm. I you could argue that my work is my passion. I have so many uh, Videos that I have not edited with my personal life because I've been so Mm. busy um, Just editing other people's stuff. So it's it's so hard trying to balance a lot of that. I think for me That's a struggle of mine Um, with COVID, you know, luckily we haven't been hit super hard um, with our wedding industry, just because we were in Texas when we did start the company. Um, But then we decided to kind of uproot everything and move to Washington. And um, by the time we got to Washington, things were starting to open back up again and, you know, people were doing weddings. And so that was, kind of a blessing in disguise as well, where, you know, it all just kind of worked out. <laughs> so, yeah. And Texas obviously was very open, so we were able to do lots of weddings and shoots and stuff. But, um, yeah, that, that was basically my, my thought on <laughs> those.
0: Awesome. So we got to take a step back. Why, out of all places that you've been, why, why Washington? Because it, it sounds like, you know, your your husband, Tyler, he was, you know, kind of grew up in the Texas area. You grew up in Utah. Where in the world does Washington come in?
1: That's a good question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I it's really funny because I never really went to Washington growing up or really ever. Um, but I did grow up in Utah. So me personally, right. I was very outdoorsy. I loved hiking and I loved doing road trips and stuff. It was a good central location to go to a lot of different places. Um, Mm -hmm. Living in Texas for that past year uh, was really hard for me because there is nothing to do outside. (laughs) Like if you go outside, you will just burn and die. Um, (laughs) But, and also, you know, we, we just like nature and stuff and everything seems to be man made and, you know, there's a lot of good parts to Texas too. I don't want to say Texas is the worst place ever, but um, right. Washington is just so beautiful. And my family also recently relocated to Washington, so that um, helps as well to kind of oh, how nice. make the yeah. move up there. Um, so yeah, that's that's why we chose Washington. It's just unbelievably beautiful. You are next to the ocean. You're next to the mountains. You're. It's. I, I just feel like it has everything that we would want in life is here. So, um, it was risky though. You know, we, we were scared to leave Texas in fear that the company wouldn't do as well. And, um, you know, things would still be really closed down and stuff. And so we were like, well, I don't want to live in Texas forever. So we got to go somewhere. Um, and so that's why we decided to just, push through and we started marketing in Washington while we were in Texas. So luckily we had some things lined up. And by the time we got here, yeah, (laughs) by the time we got here, we were, um, thriving, like we did really, really well. And a lot of people wanted to hire us. And so we were pleasantly surprised by that. And, um, it just all seemed to work out again. So we're like, cool. I'm glad that all these things are just working out, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
0: truly. But it sounds like even before the pandemic that it seems like you were a person that kind of like, you know, evaluates, sets a goal and then just has the courage to kind of go for it. Do you have like what's your biggest piece of advice that you can give to someone who's on the precipice of a big decision or wants to go after a big change, but they can't seem to find the courage to kind of do so or to to take that leap yet?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's hard. It's scary because, you know, you do it is a risk when you make decisions like that. Um, I feel like for me, I've, I've always tried to make those decisions in the most, the smartest way as possible, um, where if mm. it does flop, at least I'm not like in trouble. Um, right. So I always go for things. If I know I have something to fall back on, at least and I'm not going to just totally ruin everything in my life. Um, mm. But I do like to pursue things like that because, the worst, you know, it's like, you know, what's the worst that could happen kind of a thing. And um, you learn a lot from mistakes and you know what to do next time to achieve the goal if it doesn't follow through the first time. Um, I don't know. I just am a big advocate in doing what makes you happy in life. And I think you're not going to be able to get to anything if you don't at least try. So that's always what I've just done.
0: I love that. I think that's that's really great advice. Um, and the idea that like your decisions they don't have to be a forever thing. I mean like that's that's kind of how I uh I approach just production in general like if I have like a big idea that I want to do but I'm not sure about it. It's just like realizing like kind of in life too like we get these like first draft attempts, right? Especially in production like you 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 put out something and then you just kind of get to ideate on it too. Like Just like, I think that's the same with every other decision in life. Like, okay, you want to up and move. It's not what you thought it was. Okay, like now we get a chance to kind of adapt and iterate on that. Like it's not, it doesn't have to be this like, this dead end, like end all be all decision. I mean, could it it go the opposite way? Sure. But I mean, keeping those kind of barriers in place, like you were saying of like having something to fall back on, I think is your best bet, but you won't know unless you try it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think there's um. It, it breaks my heart seeing people that don't try, and they know they have the potential to. Um, yeah. But I think it's so important in life. Like, you don't get to stay here forever, and you know what's what's the harm in trying? If if it goes well, then you get to live and do your dream, and you know I think there's just a lot to say with taking that risk and. And going for it.
0: Absolutely. There's this quote that I feel like it feels like something Steve Jobs would, No, it's it's something more iconic than Steve Jobs. Someone said like, Oh, maybe I I'm gonna be honest, maybe it's like a Winnie the Pooh quote. I'm not sure. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh's more iconic than Steve Jobs. Yeah, I, I would agree. <laughs> um, but it's like there's a quote that's like, What if what if I fail? And it's like, oh, but like what if you fly? What if you succeed? And I, I think about that a lot. It's like the the missed opportunities it mm-hmm. lie in that, like just being courageous, um, and, and just like going after it. Like if if you just follow through, you know, what what are the possibilities that can open up from that? And and I think like it's a win win, honestly, even if you do fail, quote unquote, because you get to learn from it, like you were saying. So yeah. that's like a, a new jumping off point from wherever you, you land. Um so I think that's really interesting. Yeah but
1: absolutely.
0: I I visited your website and I like instantly fell in love with you guys. It's one of those things where like you get a vibe from a couple um, and I watched your guys' like intro video and immediately (laughs) I was like, okay, first of all, they're adorable. They respect each other. Like they, they work as a team. I like, if I'm a bride, they'll take care of everything. They have great chemistry I'm in. Right. And that's, that's like all aside from the great production value of the, the video and the quality and like the impressive portfolio um I'm actually it's funny uh I'm we just got engaged my fiance and I like Hi. early December Congrats! and uh thank you yeah I'm still kind of riding the high um <laughs> and so one of our uh, one of my my another female filmmaker friend um Danielle from the uh, Full-time filmmaker group. Danielle Hope Diamond is her name. She's very cool, but she offered to kind of do our our wedding video uh, as like a portfolio piece for her, and I was like, of course, we're, we're not going to turn that down. But I I showed uh, my fiance Joshua your portfolio, and I was like, okay, if this thing with Danielle falls through, we need to fly <laughs> Larissa and Tyler out here because I just felt like I was watching a movie. Oh, it was thank just you. <laughs> it was just incredible. But I I you know that's like the the kind of buttoned up final product Mm -hmm. um and it's the final product seems so seamless but I'm assuming that like not all shoot days go that way or maybe there's more challenges to the edit you know before we see the final video can you tell me about a time when you thought like wow this is gonna turn out like crap or like oh this is not going the way we planned and how you guys kind of saved it together
1: sure yeah um yeah I mean there have been a lot of growing moments in the company (laughs) um there's a lot of things that tyler and i had to figure out to work out uh, with each other and trying to Mm. figure out you know where our strengths and weaknesses were as our own little team um right and obviously as we grow the company we started with one camera two cameras three cameras we have four cameras now um where the more cameras you start bringing in the more you have to figure out how you're going to manage them all with two people (laughs) Of course. Um, and so we got to the point where Tyler is very good at, you know, he's great at micing people up. So he'll go mic people up while I'm capturing certain things. Um, we split off. So he'll go capture the groom and I'll capture the bride. Um, he'll set up lights and do the drone while I'm in there, you know, getting shots of the reception. Um, there's a lot of things like that on the physical day. Um, As far as editing goes, I think a big part of what makes a really good video is mostly just the bride and groom and what they decided to do at their day. Um, So some videos, people will be, they'll make it very simple and they won't do very much and they don't want to have vows and they don't want to, you know, do a lot of things. So it doesn't give me a lot to work with in the editing room. And I think those Mm. are maybe the most stressful videos for me to edit. Um, is when I don't have a lot to go off with, but at the end of the day, again, I'm there to capture their wedding day. And if that's what they did, then, you know, that's what they wanted to see. And, um, it still turns out really beautiful. And I think I have, I haven't had any angry brides, at least not that I know of. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) it it all works out, I think at the end of the day, (laughs)
0: good yeah no bad reviews uh perfect (laughs) (laughs) so um what are the so what I'm hearing is like the certain benefits of of working with your your husband is like the splitting up of work like where you kind of um you guys get to excel at different things um Mm -hmm. which is really cool uh, because Marissa who was featured on uh the podcast she also worked with her husband Um, but Mitch does the editing and she does the filming. So it's a bit different. Um, Mm. I think it's really cool that you guys are both, you know, day of, you you get, which is cool. You get to ride to the shoot together. You get to do the pre-production stuff together. You get to film the day. You get to kind of debrief together afterwards, which is, I'm, I'm sure you guys like, you know, once you get in the car, you're like, Oh, can you believe that? Oh, yeah, I know. are just (laughs) like getting to, to kind of share that moment together. Um, but do you, do you collaboratively work on the edit as well?
1: Um, yes, so I've actually, um, Tyler didn't know anything about editing and so I had to train him. Um, so I had to teach him from ground zero how to do anything and everything. And he's really come a long way after just like two years of learning how to edit. Um, so at this point I'll still take over the majority of the actual editing um, and do all the creativity and all of that fun stuff, but he's able to mitigate a lot of the editing time that it takes me to do a video by sorting through the footage and um, mm. you know finding music for me and doing a lot of things like that. That's um, you know maybe not so creative, but really helps me out at the end of the day. So he does help with editing um, for sure.
0: That's very helpful. Mm-hmm. I think uh have it, I think like getting to work in shifts too works out because if uh if you're the one who has to like sort through all the footage and do the whole thing yourself. I think like you don't get to go into it necessarily with such fresh eyes, but if you enter the edit and you already kind of have the clips that are like the best clips earmarked on the side, I think you can kind of go in and focus like, okay, now I'm just here to kind of have fun with the music, put the, put the story together. So I think that probably Mm -hmm. works out really well for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been so far anyway. (laughs) So it's been really (laughs) awesome. Yeah. He helps out a lot.
0: So I'm very grateful for that. Very cool. So when does it really come together for you with a wedding with a wedding video? Like, are there these kind of aha moments when you guys are filming or is it in the pre-production process when you're interviewing the couple? Is it once you pick out the song that's going to go with it? Like, what is your process of, of crafting the story look like? Um, and when does it like is there that moment when you're like this is going to be like the highlight of the story you're like mm-hmm. oh I know I got a feel for the couple so now I know like my, my, what my vision is for this project.
1: Yeah I think definitely so the day of filming um, keeping an eye open for any kind of emotion is definitely um, what's going to make it into the film so if there's a mm. first look and. I mean, I obviously always put, like, first looks and the ceremony and reception in the films. Um, but I definitely highlight any sort of emotion. So if I capture, you know, mom crying in the pews or um, dad tearing up during a slow dance, you know, those are things that I really love getting because those are things that people are going to remember on their wedding day. Um, yeah. Also, I think... I like it when couples decide to do like a wedding, like a couple shoot at some point during their wedding day. Um, and they make time for that because that's what allows me to get those really beautiful cinematic shots of just the couple. Um, yeah. And sometimes those turn out just beautifully and it really wraps up the film to um, kind of show the love that they have for each other a little bit. And it's, it's always a fun time to get, that one-on-one time with the couple and um yeah I really like those shots a lot I think as far as the editing process goes um the music really really helps um Mm. (laughs) sometimes I will find music and I'll try to edit to it and it just is not working and I have to go find a completely different song and I'm like "No, (gasps) no this is this is bad it doesn't flow well it's not I don't think the clients are going to like it. I don't even like it, you know, so I have to go find a new song. Um, And sometimes it takes me a whole day just to find the right song (laughs) for somebody. Um, But yes, music is a big deal. And I think um, I I like to tell the stories in chronological order. So I'll always start with them getting ready and then I'll kind of Mm. go into the ceremony and then go into the reception. Um, I try to stay away from any shots that are like pictures, you know, like there's always that picture session right after the ceremonies that the photographers will gather the whole families together. And if I use any of those, I'll try to use shots that are a little more, they have more movement because that's a video. It's not a picture, yeah. you know. <laughs> um so I, I know exactly away. what you're talking about too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I try to stay away from the shots in the video because they're gonna have plenty of pictures of that. They don't need it in their video. Um uh-huh. but yeah, I I think I really try to focus on the storytelling and kinda just go through their day and the beginning to the end and um I always turns out really well and I like the way that it um you know just flows together and I think the clients appreciate it too. It's not it doesn't seem messy, in my opinion, when I do it chronologically. So it just makes sense to the story.
0: Yeah, the the videos, I mean, the ones I've seen on your, your website were just phenomenal. I, I've never actually watched so many wedding videos one after the other because I was like, OK, that's a really great standout one. But like they can't all be this good and they were all that good. So oh, thank you. <laughs> great, great job, you guys. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm curious, are there certain wedding clients or projects that you won't take on? for reasons other than you're booked that day
1: i don't think so i i really Mm. like doing really just any kind of wedding we just did a hindu wedding the other day and it was a three-day wedding and um it was really cool and unique and different and i haven't edited it yet but i'm excited to because you know it it kind of uh, breaks up the monotony even though every wedding is different so i don't necessarily go bored <laughs> with any wedding. Um, but yeah, I think I would definitely take on really any, anyone that would want me to, um, if they're available, obviously, and stuff like that. I, I have no problem filming any wedding at this point anyway.
0: That's awesome. That's really, really cool. And I think, uh, it also, you know, opens you up to some some awesome opportunities. Like you're saying, like the Hindu wedding. When would you have been? I don't know you don't normally come across kind of the opportunity to film a three day wedding and, and an event of that, mm-hmm. that uh, scale. So that's really yeah, cool too. Yeah. Um, you've now transitioned into to full on wedding videographers. Where do you kind of see your business going in five years? Do you think you guys are going to stick on that path or um, branch out into any other direction?
1: Yeah, um, at this point, I feel like we are definitely growing our business, so I, I can't imagine us not sticking with this for a while, but I also realize that it's not something that I can do when I'm maybe 60. <laughs> um, right. Just, it is physically demanding on wedding days, especially to to carry all of the equipment and hold a gimbal for so long. and. Um, yeah. I do. Maybe I would uh, see ourselves expanding our team eventually down the road and um, maybe even starting a second company doing something wedding related. (laughs) But um, yeah, as of right now, it's really been focusing on just kind of cultivating our business and um, you know, expanding kind of our own talents with the way that um, we film weddings and trying to Kind of get our name out there in washington so
0: that sounds great are there any exciting projects that you have coming up that you want to plug on the the podcast today it's interesting concept like plugging a wedding but i mean just for the you know the filmmakers that listen to this podcast are there any projects that uh they can expect to kind of come out on your your website or your social media that they can look forward to, to seeing any projects that you're excited about
1: yeah definitely Um, well, like I mentioned before the Hindu wedding, um, that's something that I'm excited to start editing and and kind of put together. Um, I do have a couple other weddings that I'm currently editing right now, but of course, winter is always kind of the slowest season for weddings, which has Mm. been kind of nice, actually, (laughs) it's been a (laughs) bit of a crazy summer. So, um, yeah, I think those are probably something that will I'll be showing sharing soon. <laughs> it was just a couple more weddings and then um, the, the Hindu wedding um, and then right back to starting to film more weddings for the new wedding season coming up. So
0: awesome. Well, we'll keep a lookout. Uh, speaking of that, where can the viewers and listeners of this podcast find you?
1: Yeah, um, so my I have an Instagram. It's Larissa May Productions um, and I believe it's just that I don't think there's any, like, underscores or anything. Um, and then I also have my website, com. I have a Facebook page as well that people can like um, or follow, just Larissa May Productions. I believe it's Larissa May Productions, Seattle Wedding Videographer. Um... But yeah, those are those are like the main um, handles that I have. I do have a TikTok now <laughs> too, uh, um, which is also you jumped just, on that train. Yeah, <laughs> which is also just Larissa Productions. Um, but yeah, that's that's where people can kind of find me and and go from there.
0: Very cool. So, what is one thing about your story that you want the people listening to remember?
1: Hmm. I think it would just be to go for it. You know, I think it's smart for people to, um, just take the leap of faith and, you know, go for your dream and, and test it out and figure out, um, a way that you can make that happen. I think, um, a lot of people just get too scared and they decide that it's, it's safe to have that, you know, security blanket and that income and, you know again for me it's easier for me than maybe for other people because i don't have kids and i don't have right. all these other things tying me down where i i need to have that income immediately but um, i think if you could find a way to make it happen then i then go for it i think you got nothing to lose basically so
0: I love that. I love those, those words of encouragement. My final question for you, Larissa, how can the viewers and listeners of this podcast support you as a filmmaker?
1: Yeah. Um, I guess they could just probably follow me on Instagram. I, um, I like connecting with other filmmakers and and getting to know how other people shoot and edit. And I just like learning about people's lives and becoming friends with people too. So, um, Yeah, I I love the filmmaking community and I think that um, we all have something to offer and um, I would be happy to be your friend on social media.
0: (laughs) I love that. Well, you are, you know, uh, joined, uh, joining the female filmmaker community here, the She's in Focus community. So um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of connections you can make there. Uh, There's also uh, Katie Payne one of the the featured guests on this podcast, I believe that she is also in Washington. Oh, uh, awesome. might be a different part, but, uh, yeah, I'll have to connect you guys uh, after the show. But, um, yeah, there's it's just so funny. I, I didn't realize, like, I guess it's obvious that there are female videographers and filmmakers all over the country and all over the world but I guess like sometimes I just get so confined to my little bubble that I'm like, all of them must live in New York where I am. <laughs> uh, but no, they're, they're everywhere. So uh, it's really cool that we're continuing, continuing to expand our network and our reach. Larissa, it's been so awesome talking to you. Uh, your story is fascinating and I love the message you kind of lead with of just going after your dreams um, because you, you don't know if you don't try. So it's been awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Kel. And again, I love that you're doing this podcast. I think it's really awesome and inspiring. So thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. And as always, thank you guys so much for watching and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Bye.